ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah but Allah often with many individuals is the case that they make things difficult upon themselves without cause and for no good reason it is incumbent that we look after that which will lend to our benefit that which will lend to our health physically that which will lend to our health spiritually and that which will lend to our health mentally and in order to do that upon the proper way in order to establish that proper balance then we have to apply islam we have to apply the guidance of the quran we have to apply the guidance of the sunnah of mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam because we have to understand that the human being is a creature that is made of body and soul is a creature that is made of body and soul so we have to pay very close attention and give attention to those components so we have to look at those things which are spiritually helpful for us just like we have to look at those things that are physically helpful for us and beneficial for us and from that is that we have to pay attention to those things which are mentally helpful for us and that are not detrimental or a detriment to us and we find some of that in the sunnah of mustafa or we find that we should say in the sunnah of mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in particular as relates to certain affairs in which we put stress upon ourselves over things in which we have no control over them and it leads to a lot of mental anxiety a lot of stress a lot of physical ailments that may be a result of these mental stress anxiety lack of good health so on and so forth from the guidance of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that 
is linked to a portion of this is that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam informs as it comes in the Hadith of Abu Hurairah Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhu Fima Rawahu Al-Bukhari Wa Muslim Fi Sahihihima Haythu Qali Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Unzuru ila man huwa asfala minkum Look to the one who is below you Look to the one who is below you Wala tanzuru ila man huwa fawqakum and do not look to the one who is above you. Look to the one who is lower than you. And do not look to the one who is above you. For who are Because that is more appropriate. That is more suitable. For what? For who are Because that is more appropriate. That is more suitable. So that you do not belittle. The bounty of Allah, ni'matullahi alaykum. So that you do not belittle the bounty of Allah upon you. Ya ibadullah. There is much stress that individuals put themselves through without any good reason because they are constantly looking at those who are above them. As opposed to looking at those who are beneath them. And this is as relates to the dunya. Imam bin Baz, rahmatullahi alayhi, he mentions, he says, هذا فيه دلالة على أنه ينبغي للمؤمن ألا ينظر إلى من هو فوقه في الدنيا. He said this is in it a proof and evidence which shows us that it is not appropriate for the believer that they look to the one who was above them in terms of the dunya. That they do not look to the one who was above them in terms of the dunya. فإنه يتعب حين إذن because then he will tie himself out. He will unnecessarily tie himself out. Why? Well, by stressing over things that are beyond his control to begin with. So we are not to look at those who are above us in terms of the dunya. Because if a person were to do that, then they will belittle the bounty that Allah Ta'ala has put upon them. They will not appreciate it. They will overlook it. They will belittle it as if it is nothing. So on and so forth. And then they won't be thankful for it. They won't thank Allah for the bounties in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them. If we were to reflect and to contemplate how many of the bounties of Allah that go unappreciated by us on a day-to-day -day basis, how many of the bounties of Allah go without being thanked for on a day-to-day -day basis? Istemiru, think about it. Listen, contemplate. How many of us we turn on the hot water and we don't pay it any second thought? How many individuals in this world, they don't have access to hot water? When the temperature is cold and we turn on the hot water and it comes out of the faucet hot, how many of us realize this is a bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us? When we become parched, when we become thirsty, and we not only have the availability of fresh clean water, but now we have availability of so many types of juices. I don't want apple juice, no, I don't want orange juice, no, I want mango juice right now. We have the opportunity to pick between this and between that. How many of us give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this bounty and realize this is a tremendous bounty upon us? How many of the people inside of this planet, they have to walk miles just to get fresh water? They don't have access to fresh water. Yet we complain by walking steps to the refrigerator which houses fresh cold water. How many of the bounties of Allah go without appreciation, go without us thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these bounties? 
It is incumbent that the believer is one who is shakur. He is one who shows a lot of shukr. He shows a lot of thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This one he is shakir and more. This one he is thankful and more. Shakur is one who is extremely thankful. Extremely thankful, constantly showing thanks unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if we were to sit and to try to enumerate the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us, we will be incapable of enumerating them. We will not be able to count them. We will not be able to list all of them. There are so many bounties upon us, but yet our thanks does not reach the bar. Our thanks does not reach the level of where it should be. When we reflect upon this hadith, we gain a lot of benefits from it. One is that we will not stress ourselves over things of which are beyond our control anyway. Also, we will remember to be thankful for what we have. To be thankful for what we have and to realize that what we have is a lot. To realize what we have is a lot. If you have your daily provisions, if you have a roof over your head, if you have the clothes that can clad your back and you can be well clad with your clothes and that, if you have the likes of these things and you are rich, what else really do you need? What else really do you need? What else really do you need? So where is our things? So it is incumbent that we don't look at those who are above us in terms of the dunya, those who are above us in, 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 in terms of manzina, those who are above us in, in terms of their status or female or kusur, or those who are above us as relates to their money or above us as relates to their houses. They may have mansions, they may have castles, so on and so forth. Know those who may have better clothes than us. We're not with that. And the likes of that. We don't pay attention to that. We don't look at that. We don't worry about that. Why? Because if we were to do so, then by doing it, that will help us to squander being thankful for the bounties in which we have. Now, you may not have a pair of shoes that cost so much hundreds of dollars, but you have a pair of shoes. You're not walking barefoot. Your feet, they are housed from the elements. And the difference between your pair of shoes and that hundred some odd dollar pair of shoes is that which is very minimal. Maybe just in the name, not even in comfortability. So then what's the difference really? What do you need? What are you looking for? What are you missing out on? Nothing. Except for what? Thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you don't pay attention and recognize this bounty. But it is a comment that he looks at the one yani the one who is below him fi ni'mah, the one who is below him in the ni'mah. Because the reality of it is, is that no matter how healthy you are, no matter how healthy you are, so on and so forth, no matter how much money you have, or, what, or, or, or no matter how much money has escaped you, or no matter what health has escaped you, there's always one who is in a worse situation. So you don't look to the one who is above you, but you look to the one who may be below you. As relates to their health, as relates to their wealth, as relates to their nobility, honor, status, whatever the case is. And other than that, until he be able to recognize and acknowledge the bounty of Allah upon him, the magnitude of Allah Ta'ala's bounty upon him. Because there is not from one who is sick except that there is one who is sicker than him. There is no one who is sick except you have someone who is sicker than you. There is no one who is missing something except you have one who is worse off than you. 
And what helps you to remember Allah's bounty is by looking at those who are below you. No matter how sick you are, you can say, subhanAllah, but there are those who they are bedridden. I'm sick, but I can still move around. I'm still mobile. There are those who are bedridden. You may be bedridden. There's still those who are sicker than you. I'm bedridden, but I still have my faculties. I can still make dhikr. I can still read the Quran. I can still study the hadith. I can still communicate with my family members, so on and so forth. There are those who are sick, and they slip in and out of consciousness. For the one who is sick, and he slips in and out of consciousness, he can say, alhamdulillah, at least I'm have consciousness for some of the time. There are those who are sick there in a coma. So no matter how sick, there's someone more sick. No matter how sick you are alive, so you still have opportunity. There are those who are dead, they can gain no more good for themselves. So no matter what situation you're in, there are those who are below you. You only have one leg, alhamdulillah, you have one leg to stand on. There are those who have no leg. You have no legs, alhamdulillah, you have arms. There are those who are quadruple project, quadruple amputee, they have no arms, no legs. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal, it is incumbent that when it comes to the dunya, we look at it from the standpoint because this will lend, this will lead to our mental health. Hada, aqulu qawli hada, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jameel muslimin, fa astaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-wafuru rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Ya ibadullah. It is incumbent that we apply the guidance of the sunnah if we want to be successful in this world and in the next. If we want to be in a good situation, to have a good quality of life, then we have to apply Islam. How many individuals who are not applying the deen, even with all that they have from mansions and cars and, 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 and they are in deep depressions, clinically depressed, how many of the believers who have very little, but they are the happiest people on the earth? Why? Because they are satisfied with that which Allah Ta'ala has given them. They are appreciative for that which Allah Ta'ala has given them. They are attached to that which is real, that which is the hereafter in preparation for the hereafter. For meeting Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Being content with that which Allah Ta'ala has given you, that is what's going to make you rich. Whereas being ungrateful and not being able to find satisfaction with that which Allah Ta'ala has given you, that will be your recipe for misery. When it comes to the dunya, this is the case. We look at those who are beneath us, not those who are above us. But when it comes to the deen, it's the opposite. When it comes to the deen, look at those who are above you. And don't look at those who are beneath you. Why? Because this way we are able to strive and to aspire to do better. We are not falling or we do not fall into complacency by saying, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm okay, but I'm not that bad. Because when a person reaches that level, then you never have the desire to become better. Because your bar is so low. Because your standard is so low. Because you say, at least I'm not that bad. Yeah, nah, I may be bad. I robbed, I, I stole from the car. At least I didn't carjack him. Did that sound like that even makes sense? Huh? I robbed him. At least I didn't kill him. Does that sound like a defense that you will accept? No. You have to aspire to do better. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands this. Allah ta'ala says, so compete in doing good. 
compete in doing good. So when it comes to the deen, we look at those who are above us. We look at those who are greater than us. We look at those who are better than us in terms of the deen. And at the first and foremost, who we look at is the Prophet The Prophet so we can imitate him. So you look at those who are better than you in the deen and you imitate them. So we look at the Prophet so we can imitate him. And then after the Prophet who we look at, we look at the Sahaba. Look at the Sahaba so we can imitate them, so we can be like Abu Bakr, be like Umar, be like Uthman, be like Ali, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So we can be like the Sahaba. For the sisters, you look at the Sahabiyat. The Sahaba in general, not everyone, but also you look at the Sahabiyat so that you can aspire. How do you be a good woman? You be a good woman by being like Khadija. You be a good woman by being like Aisha. That's how you be a good woman. Look at the Sahabiyat, look at how they were, look at how righteous they were, look at how sharp and, and, and their minds were, look at how good their religion was, look at how shy they were, look at how intelligent they were. That's the woman you want to be like. This is what we have to strive to do. And also when it comes in terms of marriage, don't set your bar low. Don't say, no, I want to marry somebody who's just as corrupt as I'm corrupt. No. You yourself strive to be better and marry someone that will help you be better in your deen. Marry someone that will help you be better in your deen. Someone that will help wake you up for fajr. Someone that will wake you up in the night and say, pray some raka'ada to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, where everyone else is sleeping. Go the one who will say, listen, for you today, I'll make sure your ifbar will be on time. Encouraging you to what? To fast every Monday and Thursday. That's the one you want. The one who will say, come, let's read some Quran together. Come, let's read Riyadh al-Salihin. That's the one you want. You don't want the one who's just as foul as you are. And you're not going to get one that's good if you stay as foul as you are. So you have to be better and you look for better. Yeah, ibad Allah, this isn't coming, this is a must because this dunya is worth nothing. This dunya run away from us, so why are you chasing it? Death is running towards you. Why are you trying to act like you, you can escape it? You're going to die. You're going to be in your grave for Allah who Ta'ala knows how long of time. You're going to be resurrected and meet your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to prepare for that. And you want to surround yourself with people who help you prepare for that. So look for the one who is going to help you in your deen. Do not be friend except for the believer. The one who's going to help you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remind you when you forget. The one who's going to call you to good and to forbid you from evil. Never reach the level where you say, well, at least I'm not as bad as them. Yeah, I may be bad, but I ain't that bad. Never be complacent to have that. Never be complacent or satisfied with that. The same way you tell your children when they go to school, don't shoot for mediocrity. Don't shoot to be a C student. Shoot to be A plus student. Then you better be an A plus believer. You better be an A plus movement. Because if they got to be an A plus student when it comes to interdisciplinary studies, then what you're talking about as relates to being a believer. So when you meet your Lord, you want to meet your Lord and you want to honor roll when it comes in terms of Iman. Not that you're slipping, because then you might be in trouble. If you're in trouble, you know where you got to go to get cleansed from that filth. You know where you got to go to get cleansed from that filth. And nobody want to get cleansed by the fire. Nobody want to get clean by the fire. No. So be an A-plus believer. Be an A-plus movement. Strive for that which is better. Look at those who are above you in the deen so that you can meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the honor roll of iman, for lack of a better term. Hada fa'aqimu salam.